Good evening, good afternoon, good morning. Whatever time of day it might be where you're listening, it's always a great day to live life inspired and energized with fitness and faith. This is your fitness and faith coach, Mike Kipp, and I'd like to thank you for joining us today. In this episode of the Fitness and Faith Podcast, we'll do a little rock removal. You'll hear about the need to write things down, and we'll visit with Becca Angelo. Becca is a fitness trainer and member services manager in the Fitness and Recreation Ministry of Houston's First Baptist Church. I hope you'll enjoy. I've got a question for you. If you were going for a walk and there was a rock in your shoe that was causing you pain and slowing you down, would you stop and remove the rock from your shoe? I think you would. God's Word tells us to set our minds on things above, not earthly things. It goes on to say, in order to do this, we must rid ourselves of some earthly things that cause us pain or drag us down. Here's my simple interpretation of those words. In order to concentrate on, focus on, and do things that are important, there are things in our lives we must get rid of. That's an easy concept to grasp, isn't it? There are things in our lives that are holding us back, slowing us down, and causing us pain, both spiritually and physically. We need to make them go away. First, let's talk physical. What do you need to rid yourself of? What is it that you need to run from? What do you need to eliminate? Sugar? Packaged carbohydrates? Soft drinks, tobacco, unhealthy snacks, donuts, lunch buffets? If the words get rid of or eliminate scare you, you can use the words cut back on or reduce. But you need to know that half-hearted commitments produce less than desired results. I must admit that I am a chocoholic. I've loved chocolate as long as I can remember. I drank chocolate milk every day, morning and night, and I'm not talking about just when I was small. I did this up through my 50s. My students would bring me chocolate all the time. They knew how to stay on my good side. Because of my workout routine, my chocoholicness didn't seem to be causing much trouble, at least on the outside. But on the inside, the sugar was doing its damage, and my blood work showed it. I had to make a change, and it wasn't easy for this lifelong chocolate addict. It won't be easy for you to rid yourself of bad physical habits either. But if this chocoholic could do it, you can cut what needs to be cut. Spiritually, the things that get in our way are not as easy to define. Many times there are things that are not necessarily bad, but we have given them too large a presence in our lives. They consume us. They take too much of our time and our minds. It might be the television. It might be the computer. It could even be books. It might be a hobby that could be a great hobby, but you've let it take over. I know something popped into your mind just now. What is it that you need to eliminate or at least work to reduce its influence on you? Here's a tough thought, but one that I feel I must mention. 
Is it a person in your life that you need to rid yourself of? Ouch. I'm sorry I had to go there, but it was heavy on my mind. Is someone keeping you from being physically or spiritually fit? We can't help but be molded in the image of those with whom we spend our time. Who is molding you? Do you have a partner in the crimes you commit against your spirit or against your body, God's temple? Do you need to change a relationship with someone who is holding you back? That buddy at work that always wants you to go to lunch. Those social network friends that keep calling you back to the phone or the computer. You have someone in mind right now, don't you? The concept is simple. We must rid ourselves of those things that cause setbacks in our spiritual and physical journeys towards fitness. If you were going for a walk and there was a rock in your shoe that was causing you pain and slowing you down, you would stop and remove the rock, wouldn't you? It's time for us to do some physical and spiritual rock removing. It's time once again for a fitness and faith funny. As they were getting older, a married couple noticed that they were having a hard time remembering things. So they decided to go to the doctor. The doctor told them that they should start writing things down so they don't forget. The next day, the old lady asked her husband to please get her a bowl of ice cream. You might want to write it down, she said. The husband said, no, I can remember that you want a bowl of ice cream. Then she said, with whipped cream, write it down, she told him. And again, he said, no, no, I can remember ice cream with whipped cream. Then the old woman said she wanted a cherry on top. Write it down, she told her husband. And again, he said, no, I got it. You want a bowl of ice cream with whipped cream and a cherry on top. So he goes to get the ice cream and spends an unusually long time in the kitchen. He comes out to his wife. And he hands her a plate of eggs and bacon. The old wife stares at the plate for a moment. Then she stares at her husband for a moment and asks, Where's my toast? fitness trainer and member services manager of fitness and recreation at Houston's First Baptist Church. Becca, thanks for being with us today. Oh, I'm so happy to be here. Well, can you tell us a little bit about First Baptist uh, in Houston and your role in the fitness and recreation ministry? Yeah, so Houston's First Baptist Church is what we like to call a relevant biblical community. Um, it's, it has multi-site campuses, so we've got about four campuses with a total of 30,000 members, and the Fitness and Recreation Center is located at the Loop Campus. And here we have about 7,000 to 7,500 members here, Um, and there are about 600 of those members that actually participate with our Fitness and Recreation Center. Um, So here as a staff, we strive to be godly, effective, and excellent, and all of us try to keep those 
within our line of work here, and I think those are some awesome terms to live by. Um, and also here at the Fitness and Recreation Center, I kind of do a little bit of everything. Um, I'm the member services manager. That's my main title. Um, so I make sure that the members are happy, and I also get the privilege of overseeing our group exercise instructors and our personal trainers. Um, and I also get to train people as well. So I'm a personal trainer, and I get to teach some classes here as well. So I get to do a little bit of everything, so I'm never bored. Never bored. I, I really like the part where you said you have to keep everybody happy. Good luck with that. Yes, and it is, it's a very hard thing to do, especially <laughs> nowadays, because everybody likes to hone in on that one thing, and they blow it out of proportion. But you know what? Um, as long, I found that as long as you make that person feel valued, um, then it's smooth sailing from there. And you have to find that one positive thing about them uh, and just make them feel valued. And they just want, want you to know that they're there, and that's about it. Yes, I uh, have a lot to do with John Maxwell and his teachings and things like that. I'm, I'm one of his certified teacher-trainer people, uh, but he talks a lot about adding value to people. So um, I really agree with what you just said there. Can Absolutely. You, can you describe your physical journey for us? How did strength and fitness become important to you in your life? Oh, goodness. It goes all the way back to YMCA soccer. Um, <laughs> I, I've always been very active. I was a very hyper kid. So um, I was put into sports at an early age, and um, I never really stuck with one sport. I just kind of did it all. Um, so when I got to high school, I really discovered that I loved running. And I was an avid runner, and I was good at it, um, particularly with endurance, because it's, it's really a mental game. You're not chasing after a ball. There really aren't a whole lot of rules. It's just you and your run, and you've got to overcome yourself, basically. So I enjoyed doing that. Um, it became almost an addiction, so I focused a lot on just cardio training, and I really was very, very thin at that time. I never did any strength training because I didn't value strength training. Mm -hmm. um, so once I got into college, I decided I wanted to study exercise science. And um, that opened a whole new world. So it's not just cardio. Oh, my goodness, I have to stretch and I have to lift weights. And so I got into all of that, studying it through college. So um, that's pretty much my, my fitness journey. It, it started from childhood and came full circle, and now I'm here. Now, you describe, you said something about YMCA soccer and then getting into high school and running and then college. Did you grow up in the Houston area? I did. So I'm from a small town. Well, it's kind of gotten a little bit bigger, but it's, it's called Conroe. Uh -huh. So I've always lived in Conroe. I went to Covenant Christian School there, and then Sam Houston State University is in Huntsville. So I've stayed pretty local most of my life. Well, Conroe is not a little place anymore, just like, no, all, those, just like all those little places around Houston have grown up quite a bit. Yes, absolutely. Well, can you give us a little of your spiritual background and, and how that ended up bringing you to a fitness ministry position? I actually grew up in a Christian household. Um, both my parents are Christians. 
Um, I went to a private Christian school from kindergarten all the way through 12th grade. Um, So I was sheltered my whole life. I never really was put out into the hardships of the real world, I guess, if that's the way you want to call it. So um, at the school that I went to and grew up at, we had chapel every Wednesday. We had Bible classes um, five days a week. We had to memorize Bible verses. We had to study the Bible, take tests over the Bible. So it's kind of always just been there for me, but I definitely took it for granted that it was always there. Um, I, I feel like if we are in the same surroundings for quite some time, we get numb to our surroundings. So I definitely took that for granted. So, um, when I was in high school, like I said, I ran cross country and I was one of the top finishers. Um, I was good at it. I had a knack for it, but there was a girl on my team who wasn't a natural runner. Um, and she struggled. So, um, when she would run her races, Believe it or not, she worked harder than the top finishers. Um, After I was done, I would always go back to wherever she was at on the trail and kind of pace beside her and encourage her. And she she would be exhausted, but she would have the biggest smile on her face because, number one, she was doing it. Number two, she knew that she was going to cross that finish line. And number three, she just had a great joy in working hard. So sure enough, you know, once she crossed that finish line, she still had a smile on her face, and it didn't matter that she was in last place. And so through that experience, I realized, wow, I really want to train people like her. I, I want to be able to bring that kind of joy and show people that they are capable of doing more than they ever thought they could do. Um, so I got my personal training certification in college, um, and my last semester – of college, I was taking 18 hours of classes, I had to complete 400 hours of an internship, and I was working about 20 hours a week for a job. Mm-hmm. And um, my job was I was able to become a personal trainer at a gym in the Woodlands, and through that do an internship. So I got to shadow um, the fitness director over there and learn a lot about the ins and outs of the business and um, do a little bit of personal training myself. So um, I guess I, you could say I got really burnt out with that because I was exhausted and I was pulling myself both, both ways. Um, and I realized, okay, my passion is fitness, but here where I work, it's a rule. I'm not allowed to talk about two things, uh, religion and politics. So... Um, since I wasn't able to talk about my faith, which is the basis of my passion for fitness, I felt like something was missing. Um, so my my dad actually grew up at Houston's First Baptist Church, and my parents, this is where they met. So my dad remembered that there was a fitness and recreation center here, and he said, you know, you should check it out. Um, you know, it's not just a small gym. It's pretty big. They've got a lot of nice things over there. You should check it out. So... What I wound up doing is trying to figure out who to email about a personal training position. One thing led to another. Um, I came in for a personal training position, and they wound up giving me the member services manager job. So that's where I'm at right now, and I'm loving it. Awesome. And have you been there long or fairly short time? How long have you been there? I've been here for about a year and a half now. Okay. 
yes, I'm very familiar with that building. I actually did a stint there myself many, many, many years ago. Oh, that's awesome. Before, before you were born. <laughs> very cool. Well, why do you think both the physical and spiritual development are important for us? Um, I think physical and spiritual go hand in hand because without the spiritual aspect in your life, um, you know, focusing on God and making Him your priority, you can't fully understand the physical aspect and you can't physically, you know, feel and move and be all that you're supposed to be. So um, spiritual fitness definitely doesn't come naturally for sure. Um, you have to be disciplined, and you have to dive into God's Word, and you have to communicate with God, and you have to stay on top of that. And I think that once you have that discipline down, I mean, there's always room to grow. You always have to continue growing in Him, so you're never done. But once you're disciplined with that, and then you turn that into the physical fitness side of things, I think it gives your working out a greater purpose than yourself. Um, you're glorifying God through your health, through your body, through staying fit. And um, it's actually just a great form of worship once you really fully understand that concept. Um, I can remember when I first started working out, and actually before I came here and worked, um, it was always about just listening to your music, you know, your secular music, and working out and looking good for yourself and looking good for others around you. That's what I understood it to be, so I never thought as a form of worship, but when I came here, we actually, in our group exercise classes, have to have about 50 to 70 percent of Christian music that relay a message to our participants, so um, you think Christian music, oh, it's just worship music, no, I've discovered that there are so many awesome Christian, upbeat, fun songs to listen to. And now I'm able to actually worship while I work out. And, again, that turns it away from myself and turns it more towards a purpose to live out my life, hopefully, for God. Right. We, we have two terms for that kind of stuff around here. One is exertion meditation. It's, it's being in God's Word or listening to God's Word or listening to Christian music while we're working out um, or reciting verses different things i like to teach people to to recite verses as opposed to counting reps so oh that's awesome so if i I may be doing a set of 10 and you know instead of counting to 10 which is you know kind of boring most of us know how to count to 10 you can (laughs) say something like I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And that's a set of 10. Wow, you taught me something new today. I'm going to have to start implementing that. As a matter of fact, if you'll remind me later, I can send you a ton of those. I have all kinds of different, you know, different uh, reps from 2 to 25. Wonderful. I'll definitely have to use that. I'll be looking for that. Now, you said a while ago you, you kind of found when you were running with that girl that you liked to uh, – that was in, that was helpful to you to encourage her. And, and it wasn't the place she finished. It was, it was just that whole working hard and getting better. 
Yeah. One of the things that, that I love about about fitness and ministry is working with people that want to get better. And one of the reasons I like it, I, I don't want to say better than, but yes, better than, competitive sports is because every time we're coaching people in competitive sports, somebody wins and somebody loses. Yes. And, and with what we're doing, it's more about seeing people progress all the time. And, and those other sports, competitive sports, can be that too, but you're always comparing yourself to somebody else in those, those sports. Right, and, right. And so uh, I, I could really sense what you were saying you felt when you were helping that girl run. Yeah, and um, I teach a lot of group exercise classes. So when we're in those classes, we're basing it off of that person's personal record. So, okay, this this past time you did 25 repetitions. Okay, kick it up to 26 this next time. So I love that we're not focused on everybody around us. We're team building with everybody around us. But you're focused on yourself in that class and how you can better yourself. And so that's what I love about that. You can still get that team building aspect and that personal fitness level aspect. So I totally agree. Well, what is your favorite form of exertion now? You kind of mentioned what it was earlier in life. Yes, yes. So right now I'm teaching um, high-intensity interval training classes, so HIIT classes, Um And I really enjoy those classes. So since I was an avid runner, um, cardio was my thing, obviously, and I don't think I could fully ever pull myself away from cardio because we all need that. Um, But now that I'm incorporating strength with cardio, it's like a whole new world. So I really, I think I would have to say that's my favorite, favorite form of exercise right now. Awesome. Well, how about your favorite way to work on your spiritual self? I have a um, 60 to 90 minute commute to work. So that is just me, myself, in my car. I'm not at home with my dog or my husband at the apartment, and I'm not at work, you know, hopping in and out and doing everything that I have to do here. It's just me, myself, my car, and Houston traffic. And so uh, through that, I'm able to use that time as time with God. Um, and I've discovered lately that praying out loud versus just praying in my head works wonders. Um, because when I pray in my head, I've, I've found out that I tend to tune myself out, if that makes sense. Uh-huh. And praying out loud is actually like I'm talking on the, fo- on the phone with you, having a conversation with you. Um, it's like I'm having a conversation with God. I'm always keeping him on speakerphone. Um, so I'm able to communicate with him. So I'm really loving that right now. And I'm also really loving listening to praise and worship songs and just singing my heart out on my way to work. So, are you so still, that's, that's really what I enjoy. Are you, are you still living out towards Conroe? I am. Um, I just recently got married, and my husband works in Montgomery at a church over there. And I work here, so spring is kind of like that middle ground for both of us. Right. Well, I know when I lived around Houston and got to deal with all that traffic, the commute in the morning was a great time for for quiet time, for yeah. prayer, and then sometimes listening to Christian music, but it always helped me get in the right place, uh, and I was teaching at a very large urban high school at the time, and it just, 
help me get in the right place mentally, spiritually, uh, before I went to teaching and coaching all day. Absolutely. So I would encourage people to do that, but please do not pray with your eyes closed while you're <laughs> commuting. That's exactly. Uh, you can still pray with your eyes open. Exactly. Uh, do you have a favorite Bible verse you'd like to share with us? I do. Um, it's short and sweet, but it means a lot. Um, it's Second Timothy four seven. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Um, I I really really like that one because short and sweet. We're all here for a reason. Um, it's up to us to decide who to follow. So we can follow the world. We can follow what everybody else says, or we can follow our Creator, the one who put his heart and soul and all of his being into creating us. Um, and that actually gives us purpose, which turns into something greater than we could ever have imagined. So um, I've fought the good fight. I've finished the race. I've kept the faith. Well, I hope you say that at the end of every day and you're not like just finished altogether because you still have a lot more to do. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. Your, your, no, race, that, your race is not over, girl. No, uh-uh. It is not over whatsoever. But, yes, every day, as long – I mean, every day is a new day when it comes to um, your faith with God. Um, he's full of forgiveness. He's full of hope. He's, he's full of a very promising future. So, um, as long as you're working hard every day to the best of your ability to glorify Him, as long as you can say that verse at the end of every day and wake up the next day and and conquer a new thing, you're good to go. And then in the morning, you can go back to, uh, oh, what verse am I thinking of? First Timothy one seven, I think it is. Oh, I'll have to go back in my 56-year-old memory bank, but talks about not being timid you know for our, the spirit god has not given us a spirit of timidity uh, but one of power and love and self-discipline that's the one i have to start the day with and then then i can use the one you were talking about at night yes it's good he, he gives us plenty of material to just recite throughout all the days how about a favorite quote um i really really like the one that says, you are braver than you believe, stronger than you seem, and smarter than you think. And I am actually not sure where that originally came from. Um, it said that Winnie the Pooh said that quote. So <laughs> I'm just going to go with my main cartoon growing up. Um, I really like that quote, though, because when we think that we can't, God shows us that we can. Mm -hmm. um, and if we put our trust in him then we can fully rely on him just showing us the way and everything's just going to follow through the way it needs to as long as we put our trust in him. So, um, you know, I think this day and age we definitely have a lot to compare ourselves to, especially with social media and the news and all these celebrities, and we're always comparing ourselves to others. Um, but really we just need to focus on ourselves. You need to you need to sit down and figure out how you can better yourself and not compare yourself to others. So I really like that quote. Right, and that kind of comes back to what we were talking about earlier with working with people on you know them getting better and not comparing ourselves to other people. Right, right. I really don't even like to use the word word quote. 
a lot of times I use the phrase someone said it because I feel like a lot of times whoever got credit for the quote, they probably heard it from someone else. They just happened to say it at a time when people caught on to it or, or needed to cling on to it. You know, they might have heard it from their mom or something. There's no telling. Right. Right. Well, the million-dollar question, if you could only put one thing on a T-shirt or billboard that everyone you know or with whom you come in contact could see every single day, what would that thing be? This was a hard question, but a verse, a Bible verse came to mind. Um, and it's 1 Corinthians thirteen thirteen, And these three remain, faith, hope, and love. The greatest of these is love. And I just think that in a world that is so dark, um, there's devastation and destruction all around us. And um, I feel like, you know, the world is only going to get worse, obviously, because that's what it says. Um, but I just think it's important not to lose sight of the three tangible feelings that will always remain amidst the chaos. So whether that's, you know, uh, you're in a low point in life or whether you're just focused on what's going on in the news, I mean, there's chaos everywhere. So um, without faith in God, there is no hope left for us. Without hope, there is no reason to love. So we must have faith to fully understand and feel these three emotions. Love is the greatest of all because we have the opportunity to serve a God who loves us no matter what we do, and you can't find that kind of love anywhere else. So I really think that that's a good message to send out to everybody. Right. I I love those three things and how you tied them together there. And I like to tell people that when they're searching for this big thing they call purpose out there in life, that their main purpose God created them for was to be loved by him that he created us to love us. And then the second thing is loving God and loving others. And, you know, everything can kind of be put in that context, and then we can go from there. Yeah, I love that. Well, how about people connecting with you? How can they find you? Um, They can go to HoustonFirst.org and type in fitness and recreation in the search bar, and we'll pop up. Um, We also have a Facebook, so if you type in Fitness and Recreation at Houston First Baptist Church, you can find us there, like us. And then on Instagram, we have one, and it's HFBC Fit and Rec. So you can follow us on there as well. Becca, I really appreciate you joining us today. I appreciate your story, and and I know it's going to resonate with some folks out there that are listening. Well, thank you for having me. I really appreciate you as well. When I'm coaching teams and we come to the end of a practice or game, we gather together for a couple of reminders before we part ways. These are your reminders. Be sure to learn about the benefits of being on the Fitness and Faith team, which include our More Through Multiplication charitable giving program by checking out our website at fitnessandfaithministries.org where you will also find valuable tools and information like our weekly blog study, exertion video links, and links to healthy recipes. It's all designed to help you find your fit. Use the contact page to send us your fitness and faith funny or suggest someone who would be a great interview. Thanks again for listening to the Fitness and Faith Podcast. And remember, it's always a great day to live life inspired and energized with fitness and faith. Oh,